1: And a happy Friday to you, friends. My name is Mike Lee, and you are listening to Difference Makers on True Talk 800. And today, not only are we blessed by the sunshine outside, but we have not one, but two very special guests. In the studio are Phyllis Bennett from Western Seminary. Good afternoon, Phyllis. Thanks for joining us. Mike. Good to be here. And a familiar voice in the Portland market. Her name is Sandy Snavely. How are you, Sandy?
2: (laughs) I'm good. Thank you.
1: And apparently I missed the memo because I'm not wearing my purple suit. Did you match on purpose your outfits or did no it just kind of happen? great
2: minds just run alike, evidently. Yeah. Obviously.
1: You know, God's got a really good sense of humor. Yes. As a friend of mine used to say, just look at giraffes, for instance. Uh, the, w- uh, the women in the studio today are very heavily involved in a very exciting event we have coming up a week from tomorrow. Yes. It's called Ignite. It is a women's conference that has grown so big that it outsized Imago Day, And this year, for the first time, it's going to be over at Anthem Church in Portland, which I look forward to seeing because it is a brand new state-of-the-art facility that we're really excited about. And hopefully we can get some partnerships with the venue as well as the church body Mm -hmm. for some of the future things we do here at True Talk 800, KPDQ, and The Fish. So let's start off talking just a little bit about Ignite. You've heard the ads on all of our stations here. You know that Georgine Rice from the Georgine Rice Show has a very special greeting and announcement that you'll hear to welcome the crowds. Mm -hmm. And for those of us who don't know anything about Ignite, let's start with you, Phyllis. Would you like to give us your elevator speech? What is Ignite anyway?
3: Well, it's a citywide event for women. Uh, we are desiring to reach out and make sure that we have ethnic diversity and across uh, denominational lines. We are there to put Christ at the center of this event and glorify Him in every way. And our goal is to draw in, kind of unlike other events where um, you might have fly in a big name speaker. Our goal is to draw in the gifts of the women within our own city. Mm-hmm. We live in a very gifted area. I came from another area of the country um, where we also had a citywide emphasis, but we could not have done an event like Ignite because we didn't have the, the depth of the gifting that I see within the Portland-Vancouver uh, area. And maybe it's because we have so many institutions that are that are graduating people um, into ministry. But there is such a depth of gifting among the women in our city, and I'm so thrilled with that. The Northwest has an amazing group of of very gifted women. Um, And last year, we had a God moment at Ignite that was so thrilling. Joy of Dance was dancing, and Christ showed up in such an incredible way. We, We all remembered it. We all talked about it. Like, Wow, he is here! In fact, I had to go up on stage next, and I was saying to the Lord, I- "I'm speechless. You're here, Lord. I-, I don't know what to say."
1: So, who exactly is Joy of Dance for those, mm-hmm. of those who are dance. less familiar with them?
3: Great, <laughs> right, Joy of Dance is a
2: dance studio in Battleground um, that teaches children from toddler right on up, I think, through adults. But these—it's um, a team of mostly sisters. They are the most magnificently gifted dancers that you can imagine. Scripture just oozes through them in movement, and it just leaves you stunned to see the perfection of how God has designed bodies to move in such honoring and such glorifying ways. It makes me want to get up and dance, though I don't.
1: So yeah, it's, dude, it's tough to grateful. describe something we're... so so visual yeah. over um, the air on the radio, but y-
3: you can't do it justice. Well, they, you have to come to they see they that. They saying that kind of our God moment last year was when they uh, they danced to crown him with many crowns, and we were so in the presence of Christ. Yes, and um, so I was close to tears, and I thought, Lord, I have to go up. I have nothing to say, and I sense the Holy Spirit saying. You don't need to say anything. And I looked down at my cell phone, and we were seven minutes ahead. When does that ever happen at a conference? <laughs> wow. So I went up front and just said, Christ is here. We just need to worship him. And so we knelt at the front. The Two of the dancers came back in and danced. So anyway, we had this incredible God moment. And the next uh, day, I go to New Heights up in Vancouver, and all the women were talking about, wow, what an incredible experience. And I went into church and we sang the song, no other name but the name of Jesus. And I said, Lord, is that why you you showed up? Mm -hmm. Because we didn't have a big name. You were our big name. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of what it's, um, as we've been talking about it, we want to have a no-name conference where Jesus is our big name. That's our goal, is to put him on stage and that he would be glorified.
2: And it's what he does anyway, isn't it? I mean, the entire Word of God is about him, and um our whole existence is about him and so to give him this conference and let him reign in it it's um it's it's just a it's a win win isn't it? You can't lose with that. you can't miss out because he is there, and he takes over, and it's amazing. It's just a great, great time.
3: He knows we'll all be. Fully who we are when we're right. in his presence praising him for all of who he yeah. is. And,
1: yeah. and God's going to use whom he's going to use. If he's going to talk to Balaam through a donkey, he could use yeah. the very least of us to speak exactly. the most. And if anything, he would use people that we would perhaps on paper see as, as weaker vessels mm. to speak even more so. Exactly. Because it must be God. This guy's not a brain surgeon right. or a theologian, and yet he's touched me with his words. It's got to be God because it's not right. that God.
2: Obviously, you've read my bio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Which is not to say that we we can't gain and garner from people outside of the area, but I think it's a healthy thing to put more of the onus on our own immediate local resources. Mm -hmm. In fact, my old church used to have this motto saying that the church runs on regular. And one of the reasons they said that would be to really put the onus on the individual families and not to encourage people to dumping their kids off at Sunday school and rolling the dice, hoping the Sunday school teacher's going to reach their kid enough. The onus would be on the parent. So similarly, when you take people from the Portland and Vancouver areas, there's a vast array of talent. And I personally think that when different churches of size, denomination, language, uh, just unite as one church— as right, opposed to yes. different buildings. Right. I think it makes a statement right. to the world yes. that they don't often hear, or at least they don't hear enough. So getting these women combined throughout the area for Ignite, I think in and of itself makes a statement. In addition to, um, as you said, not really putting all of the burden on one all-star speaker's right, shoulders, right, right. but saying, this is about Christ. And, and I think something else you have an advantage for the Ignite Conference would be, everyone feels a need to step up more, I would think. This isn't about pastors' wives only. This isn't just about the women leading uh, concerts or ministries. This is every woman. Mm-hmm. Old, yes. young, married, single, divorced. God loves you, and he made you in the image of Christ. So can you talk more about identity? That really seems to be a unifying theme it is. within Ignite. So— how do you feel about that, Sandy?
2: I, I am excited because as uh, before we went on the air, I started going over again the plenary sessions with the speakers and trying to decide which one of these sessions would I most want to go to. And it was hard to make a choice because they're all so good. I love the um, session that will be coming up with um, Cindy...
1: Cindy Kirk. Um,
2: Cindy Kirk from the Luis Palau Association. And I love I love what she's going to be doing in this session because she has such a view of how all the ministry within the Portland-Vancouver area, what people are doing all over the place, not only to grow individual churches or individual women, but what is going on from within all the various bodies in our area to reach out to the unsaved, to reach out to the homeless, to reach out to the to those who are struggling with mental issues. Just in every area of need, god's people are there they're involved in all these areas of need they're unsung heroes, and so how do we identify with that huge body that's in front of us here in this portland vancouver east side west side area and feel like we're integra- we're integrated within them, and we're part of what makes that ministry happen that just i'm telling you that that thrills me to the core
3: yes, and just for those of you who Might not be familiar with what Cindy does. She works with CityServe, which is an organization that hooks up churches with needs that are in the community. Yes, and so she is constantly, kind of like she's a matchmaker. She is a definitive
1: difference maker. She's a doer. You may remember the name of Cindy Kirk uh, from Love Inc. Earlier on, she did a lot to do with School Partnership Network as well, and she's only one of very many. Women involved in the Ignite Conference.
2: Yes, yes. I mean, if you go from that, you can go to the single woman, and Phyllis knows Bethany Allen very, very well. And what Cindy, what's, excuse me, Bethany Allen is going to be doing is phenomenal for single
3: women. Yeah, a single woman's identity. Uh, Bethany is a single woman herself. She'd love to be married. Yeah. But she understands her identity fully being in Christ, is made in his image and wants to draw out all the single women in our city to be all they can be for Christ, to not fall short of anything, and to learn to rely on God's family uh, to be that support and that family Instead
1: around them. Instead of finding a man, finding the man in Christ. <laughs> yes. When you yes. yes. return, can we talk more about that, about identities, about being yes. married, about being single, and how Ignite can help you out with that? Details are on our website at truetalk800.com. And our guests are Phyllis Bennett and Sandy Snavely from the Ignite Conference on Difference Makers. You're listening to True Talk 800. The Ignite Women's Conference is coming to Anthem Church. A week from tomorrow, tickets are still available, and our special guests in the studio are... Phyllis Bennett from Western Seminary, and longtime Portland radio voice Sandy Snavely. So we're talking about identity, ladies, and one of the more uh, intriguing and attractive labs that Ignite will be holding is about identity, single versus married. And I think a lot of women and men, to to a degree, have difficulty trying to figure out their identities as single people. So can you tell us, as married women now, when did that identity factor settle into your individual lives? Before, after, during marriage? And and how can we address that and build each other up in the body of Christ without intentionally making people feel as an outcast? Well,
2: since I was married at an extremely young age, I honestly have no concept of that. But I would take from what Bethany Allen has to say, that singleness is a gift. It is a gift almost no one wants, And um, and I've seen that to be true in so many of the single women that I've come in contact with over the years. But what I love that she will be doing, and we've watched her in her own life grapple with these very concepts, is that she will be not only helping single women to experience and understand um, their identity in Christ as single women, but to give them a charge that moves them forward as single women, to see their unique place in the body of Christ to see their unique gifts being used within the kingdom of God in ways that a married woman really is not free to be able to do so to grasp hold of that incredible unique identity of Christ as your husband and the mission field um, being ripe for the single woman to enter into it with gusto I mean, it's it's
3: phenomenal is phenomenal. Yeah, so you don't have to wait until you have a marriage partner next to you before you can do something significant for God. Exactly. And I, um, you, you asked where did that identity come for uh, for us individually, and when I, I was single until I was twenty seven, and so I had those years in which I was wondering what would I get married, and Isaiah fifty four became such an important passage in my life where God it speaks of God being our husband. That, and I love it because it talks about enlarge the place of your tent. Move those t- tent pegs out because the woman who is uh, unmarried is going to have a, a, a larger flock, uh, <laughs> more children than the woman who is married. Wow. And I love that charge. I, and I'm sure that that will come through from Bethany that you have a great mission field out there. You can be a shepherd of a significantly large flock. For God's, mm-hmm. for God's kingdom and his glory.
2: Yeah. There it, There is just so much. Honestly, there are... Um, how many lab sessions um, do we have combined? There, um, there will be um, mm-hmm.
3: seven and eight. Is, um
2: <laughs> a yeah. lot. 15, Fifteen. Fifteen to choose you can from. You get the laundry
3: 15. list yes. on yeah. the website.
2: We've and got it yes. All of those women are local women. A local... Local women um, ministering to local women. It's so wonderful. And I was thinking of also our worship team with 10 women on this worship team. And they're from all the different areas, from Eastside, from Westside to Vancouver. And they are getting together and forming a family of worship together. I think they're having so much fun, even before the conference
3: begins. One of Sandy and my really fun jobs... Uh, over the fall was to start to go around to churches and to collect these women, yeah, and just recently they had their first three hour practice. They have so fallen in love with each other yeah the the gifting their they're the beauty of their voices, and they're they are just so excited to be on stage together. They are all worship leaders in their own church, and they're all going to just have to be really humble up there because. <laughs> nobody gets to take over. No, nobody gets <laughs> to be the single star. That's They're exactly. all going to be uh, just singing for the oh, glory. Yeah. Of God. So
1: I know that Lisa Reef is going to be leading yes. this citywide ignite worship team. Can you list some of the other artists or churches or areas? I represented? will tell you
2: about one that thrills me, um, and that is she came late into the team because one of our dear members has um, has become ill and had to drop out, which was heartbreaking for all of us. But Natalie Tidswell, who has just graduated from the Hillsong International Leadership School in Australia just got home and I called her up and asked her if she would like to join this team. And so not only has she joined this team, but she has like joined to this team. She's become such a a part of it. She's so beautiful with such a powerful, powerful, wonderful voice and such a humble spirit that she blends right in because that's what the rest of the team is like. And so she
3: has just fit in like she was meant to be there. It's very exciting. Yes. And then like, Um, Katie Sharon, who I just adore from uh, New Heights Church, a beautiful soprano uh, soloist. In fact, the very first time I met Katie, she was on stage and leading hundreds of women uh, from New Heights in worship. And I just fell so in love with her heart and her passion for Christ. And so I'm so thrilled to have her as part of this team. Um, Kate uh, White will also be... She's um, awesome. Yes, she... um, is such a gifted uh, worship leader. She uh, plays the violin and uh, just a great vocalist as well. We're so thrilled to have her. Um, each one just is, is so precious in their own right. Yes, Courtney Spears, who is who um, um, uh, uh, plays the acoustical guitar, a great alto soloist and worship leader in her own right. And so
1: I love the fact that you've got churches of different sizes represented throughout Washington and Oregon. In addition to the the crossroads and the rolling hills of the world, you've got other ones as well. It's good to see them get together and just worship God.
2: Yeah. And, you know, the wonderful thing is, um, from my perspective, what I want to see in a worship leader or in a worship team is that they can invite the congregation to join them at the throne— not to make us feel good about the beat or whether or not we like the song choices, but that they take us with them to the throne. Into
3: the presence of Christ. Into the
2: presence of Christ. And that's what this team does. So I I can hardly wait for that. That's going to be so exciting. Then joined with the with the
3: joy of joy of dance. Oh, you know, honestly, that alone We are gonna have so many God moments on this on this day.
1: So whether you're young or senior or in between, please come out together and do not expect a concert mentality. Be ready to get off your seat and engage in worship corporately together as Sisters in Christ at Ignite. That would be uh, a week from Saturday with details on our websites and at various others. I love how the churches have gotten on board. In fact, if you Google the word Ignite or Ignite Women's Conference, you get a bunch of these churches in the area who have placed it on their pages. It's really nice to see Uh, we as the combined church, maybe in different locations or buildings, getting together to try to build up.
3: Yes, we challenged churches to come in groups of 10, and then we would drop the price from $30 down to $25. A good number of churches have taken us seriously. In fact, one church... Um, is bringing 53 women, and wow. they're not a very big church. Awesome.
1: That's about half their congregation, perhaps, yeah. right? Yeah. That's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. It, it, and it's good to see that, and it's good to see tickets are still available, yes. that you've chosen a large venue like Anthem Church, who not only is very— equipped to take care of such a large function, and at the same time, they're very humble and ministry-minded. It's good to see that. We love the
3: fact that they will let us eat or drink in any room in their church. Anywhere we want. Yeah, anywhere we want, which is going to greatly enhance us when we're all trying to eat lunch at the same time. So we're we're thrilled with their wonderful ministry orientation.
1: So you know what I often have challenges with, with going to something like an all-day function would be? Okay. It would be if there are different classes going on at the same time and I've got to pick one and miss out on the others. <laughs> but you're an artistic a... group of people. Is there anything you could do to address that?
3: Oh, we we've addressed it just even in the way we've put together the conference. When everyone comes, they will get a conference booklet and in uh, in the booklet there is a two-page outline from every one of the lab sessions. So if you can't go to a lab session, they will all be um, uh, recorded, and so you can get um, uh, a MP3 or uh, uh, just a regular recording at the end of at the end of the time. And you could order all of them. You can, uh, and then right. you could give um, give your book. You could uh, actually Xerox uh, pages for a friend who wasn't even able to come. And I love so, the fact
1: that the notes are pre printed because yes. if you're an obsessive compulsive person like myself, and you're feverishly trying to write down notes during your pastor's sermon. And If the slide goes on to the next one, you feel like you missed out and you get ticked. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You've already prepared these yeah. booklets. They're spiral-bound. They're artistic. They're pretty. They've got a lot of great vendor support from the locals in the area yes. as well. So it's really good to, to see that all to come together. So not only can you learn and worship together, you can kind of relax and right. absorb the message from whatever lab you're going to. And also, thanks to technology and these lovely printed uh, workbooks, you can absorb the labs that you weren't able to make. Right. Do you don't the same have to time. miss out.
2: And yes. and that's a really good thing. You can learn at your own pace, get the recordings, and go through it with the notes, and you're right there.
1: So you really don't miss out. You no. might be sitting in one lab or classroom or workshop session, but the others are readily available to you mm-hmm. thanks to these MP3s and these preprinted work. And if you're
2: you coming got. as a group, send send your group gals off to all different labs. Don't all go in a cluster because then afterwards you can all get together and begin sharing what went on in each of your various lab sessions and then that way you're also gleaning from what they have received from those sessions, so it makes it even more fun.
1: So we're really looking forward to this a week from Saturday at Anthem Church in Portland. It is the Ignite Women's Conference. And thank you, Phyllis Bennett from Western Seminary and Sandy Staley, for being today's guest. We're going to hear more about Ignite on Difference Makers right here on True Talk 800. The Ignite Women's Conference is coming to Anthem Church in Portland a week from tomorrow. We're very excited about that. In fact, our own Georgine Rice is privileged to be able to give the greeting at the beginning. She'll also have a very special announcement you won't know about unless you go to Ignite. So please get your tickets now. Information's available on our website under events as usual. And our special guests today are Sandy Stavely and Phyllis Bennett. Let me ask you, what exactly is your official role at Western Seminary and with the Ignite Conference?
3: My role at Western Seminary, I'm the director of the Women's Center at Western, and the Women's Center has existed for about 17 years. Uh, Bev Hislip was the founding director, and uh, she's a fabulous um, uh, instructor at Western and uh, teaches in the women's track. And so um, I teach two classes in the women's track. She teaches five, so when she was at that place of transition and felt like she really wanted to get one of those hats off of her head, I seem to be the logical person to come and get that hat on my head. And so I've been thrilled to be in this role for the last two years. And uh, Bev has given me total freedom to go in whatever direction that I felt like we needed to go in. And so one of the things that I was really on my heart was to see more of a citywide conference. And it's just been thrilling to see Ignite come together. We've uh, had that vision, and I feel like this year it's finally really catching Mm -hmm. on. Yeah. the churches are rising up and bringing their women with them.
1: Well, it's good to see that. So you have ties to Western Seminary that came before this period in time, didn't you?
3: Right, yes. So I've I've been an adjunct professor there um, since 2002. I teach two classes. One is training women to exposit the Word of God. Um, There's plenty of help out there on training small group leaders. Uh, But how about taking that jump to put together a 20- or 30-minute talk expositing the Word of God? Is there any kind of training function? And that's what my class does. And then the second class I teach is training women to write Bible study curriculum, which is another big hole that needs to be filled of how do we write excellent curriculum in such a way that we are helping others to interact with the Word of God through questions so that the Word of God really comes alive for them. In fact, one of the ways I advertise that class is don 't leave seminary without this skill set because you will be using it for the rest of your ministry career.
1: I love that and uh Sandy, can you give us give us a hint? I know a lot of women who are already very strongly involved in their churches, local ministries, and things like that will already be coming to ignite. but can you give us a hint of what someone who might be on the on the fence maybe they're not quite sure what they think about god you 're unsaved friends, coworkers, neighbors that we like to invite to functions such as this, what else might they find interesting or really eye-grabbing outside of, say, Art of Dance and this incredible citywide worship team?
2: Mm, Boy, that's a good question. Um, I would think, first of all, it is entering into a community that's not threatening, and that's important for women. Um, that they can enter into a group of women without feeling like they're less than the rest. And um, I think also... walking into a situation where the focus isn't on how good you can be or how much you can grow. We all want to grow. I hope that's the story of every one of our lives, that we we want to grow because we're destined to become like Christ, to grow. But um, we are... A body of women. It isn't just about one individual story. I hope that they will come and find that they are a chapter in one huge, incredible story, and that is the story of God. And so walking into a situation where the atmosphere is alive and charged with the power and presence of a holy God and knowing they fit and they belong there, that's so critically important to walk into a place and know that you belong there. The chair you're sitting in is the one God chose for you.
1: The and, two of you I, seemed very uh, intent on, on sharing the faith and encouraging women, no matter what level they're exactly, at or yes, age yes. or status they have right now. It is a welcoming thing. So can you, can you give me a little bit about each of your backgrounds? When did you come to know the Lord in the first place? When did that Christ-like identity fully touch your heart?
2: Wow. Um, I came from a home of alcoholism, child abuse, and wife abuse. So I was a mess. And I came to Christ when I was 14 years old through a very dear friend, and she led me to the Lord. Within a year, I turned away from the Lord, went seven years on my own until after I was married and had two children. And I found myself in a pool of tears one day begging for God to take me back. And um, within about an hour or two, I suddenly had this very strong realization that God had never left me. It was just me who had left him. And at that time, I poured into the Word of God morning, noon, and night and experienced such emotional and such spiritual healing in my life that literally I've never been the same.
1: That is a beautiful story. And it, it doesn't matter when we initially come to find out about God He's generally the one not going anywhere.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's exactly. Us. Exactly. That is so true. And for me, I came to Christ at a local church gathering that a friend asked me to go to, where the featured event of the evening was the showing of the movie A Man Called Peter, which is the life of Peter Marshall, and now the equally famous uh, Catherine Marshall. And I... That very night, as I was giving my life to Christ, I really had a sense, because Catherine Marshall was a pastor's wife, that God was calling me to be a pastor's wife someday. I was 13 years old, and it took 13 years before God brought along the right pastor to ask me to be his wife and to walk down the aisle with him, and he uh, made that proposal to me on uh, a piano bench singing to me a song that he had written from um, Psalm 34, Oh, magnify the Lord with me and let us exalt his name together. And that's been our goal in ministry, that we would exalt his name together.
1: So was the waiting hard? Uh, how how was that moment at age 13? Did you ever question that?
3: Um, I, I'm sure I did along the way. I, you know, I'm... My memory's probably not good and clear enough from 13 to 26 or 27 to know uh, how, how much I struggled. I, I do know that I struggled with being single and longed to be married, um, but I, I did have that deep sense that um, God and I were going to be enough if, if God never brought along the right person, and yet I was so thrilled mm-hmm. when he did. And particularly that it was a pastor's wife and um, I mean that I became a pastor's wife and God had put that on my heart. So I always say that the Apostle Paul and I have something in common because he had his call to Christ and his call to the Gentiles all in the same Damascus Road experience. And I felt like I got called to Christ and got called into ministry as a pastor's Mm -hmm. wife at age 13, even though I had to wait for another 13 years for it to happen.
2: I remember exactly where I was on the road heading home. And this was after I had come back to the Lord and was just so in love with His Word. But I remember being in one specific part of the road when I felt such a huge pressing in of the Holy Spirit on me. And um, what happened was I knew somehow that God had birthed my heart with a tremendous love for women. And though I didn't know what it meant to have a call on your life, that was God um, showing me, now that you are mine and now that you love my word, now I want you to share that love of my word with women and so that's been my passion ever since i was in my early 20s then and i wondered who in the world would listen to me but we started off with neighborhood bible studies and that grew until um god just used that love and passion for his word in a variety of areas that still stuns me (laughs) still surprises me
3: and that's my passion as well just loving um to teach the word of god to other women and yes have um And actually, in like three different churches have started out with a group of 30 or 40 women and seen it grow to 120 or um, 150 now at at New Heights. We're just um, so thrilled with what God's doing on Tuesday morning. So it's just such a joy to um, extend God's word to other people. One of the things that um, connects my heart with Sandy so much is that we both love women and we both love God's word. Yeah. And we're up early in the Word. Very and, early. <laughs> and so it's not unusual for me to get a, uh, an email from her with something that God has given her, a nugget from the Word, and I'll shoot one back to her as well.
1: And do you have these scary moments where God told you both the same thing?
3: Um, yes.
2: Yeah, I think we, we had one today. Yeah. and yes. um, About yeah.
1: wearing purple? <laughs> yes, about <laughs> wearing purple. Obviously, the, the yeah. wearing of purple. Yeah. You know, that, it's a
2: royal <laughs> color.
1: What can we say? That's a good point. We
2: serve a royal God. (laughs) He said, I think you both should wear purple. So, um, yeah, yeah.
1: It's a good thing seeing your relationship with the Lord have its questions and doubts when you were younger Mm -hmm. and be so strong today. Because I believe the result of that is you can share and witness to women going through the exact same ups and downs in a much better way than, say, someone who's kind of had it on the easier side.
2: And, you know, Mike, I'd I'd love to say that that was part of who I was back then. But, you know, I still have questions and doubts and wonders. I still work through all kinds of personal struggles, and um, I still will look at the mirror at, at times and wonder, who in the world are you and where are you heading? And um, so you know, I there's a part of me that still gets plagued with insecurity. That's why I love the word so much because the only combatant, in, in from my perspective, against insecurity, is the power of the Holy Spirit and the and the truth of His Word and me coming under Him and saying, if this is who you say I am, then this is who you
3: say I am, and if if this is who you say you are, then you're going to show up to do your thing. Yeah, and. I can't do your thing. All I can do is mine, and you will be there for us. Yeah, And that's just such a a thrilling way to walk by faith and let God be God. Exactly. Who else gets to do
2: this kind of stuff, really? When you look around the world around us and and people struggling and trying in this nation today to be somebody, to make their mark on history, to have their face on TV, that's what makes reality television what it is today— sadly. But who else but God's people get to be able to say, Lord, I am nothing and you are everything. Do with me what you will. And he does. And not only does he, but he delights to do it. He says he rejoices over us with singing. There's no better cheerleader than God himself over his kids.
1: Ignite comes to Anthem Church a week from tomorrow. Don't miss it. Details are on our website, truetalk800.com, and you're listening to Difference Makers on True Talk 800. This hour is just zipping by on us, folks. My name is Mike Lee, and you're listening to Difference Makers on True Talk 800. The Ignite Women's Conference comes to Anthem Church in Portland a week from tomorrow. Tickets are still available. Details are Found off of our website, TrueTalk800.com, KPDQ.com, which will lead you to Ignite's website. And we're very much looking forward not only to the event, but to the eventual effects and seeds planted and what we're going to see done. You're not as a one time function, but an ongoing movement. Right. And helping to explain this in a lot more detailed would be Sandy Snavely and Phyllis Bennett. So, can you tell us about some of the non-church organizations also on board with you, uh, Ignite?
3: One of the things I'm excited you asked the question about what would appeal to the non-believer who comes. Well, when they walk into the ministry uh, hall and see that we're we have organizations, women's organizations that are focused on, particularly on meeting women's needs, they'll see that we're we're human. We're longing to touch heart to heart. We we want to get to where women are bleeding in our city, the, the hidden women that n- need uh, care and concern. So like Shared Hope will be with us, oh, focusing so on eradicating human trafficking. Such yeah. a huge problem in our city. And for the non-believer to see that we have a heart for that, that that's not just something that we're leaving uh, to the world to solve. Um, An organization called Eve's Daughters will be with us, and they uh, focus on um, meeting the needs of um, single moms, uh, Rahab's sisters, uh, radical hospitality as they offer hospitality out in the city streets of Portland. They have a, a dinner on Friday nights and welcome in the prostitutes and those that are really needy. Union Gospel Mission will be there. Um, explaining their hotel ministry, where they're trying to go into uh, old apartment complexes and turn them into um, vibrant places where churches can, can connect and come and, and serve and build up those that are uh, less fortunate within our city.
2: And where women are safe with their children. Yes. It's, it's amazing. That's that so is. important. Exactly. It really is. And then Pregnancy Resource Centers, which is near and dear to my heart because I have the privilege of serving board there. But um, Pregnancy Resource Centers has just launched a new phase of their ministry with the mobile unit. And it is so exciting to see how God is moving into every area of our community, offering women the opportunity to discover who that baby is that they're carrying. They they minister to men, to women, um, to families. And so, um, yeah, CityServe
3: will be there. And, um... and I'm excited about Forward being there, which yes. is um, um, their motto is, a good female role model is hard to find. Forward is your connection to mentors and peers, professional Christian women, growing our careers, relationships, and faith. They are reaching out to particularly the young business women who are just coming up and saying, help me, disciple me, help me grow. It's a
2: tough world out there. Yes, and they're
3: finding that the connection is helping them to Mm -hmm. succeed in their professional careers.
2: So what a woman is going to find when they walk into the lobby is that the body of Christ cares, not only about the body of Christ, but the community around us. We care. And not only do we care, but there's feet to our caring through all these different organizations. And this is only a handful of them. But um, they're awesome. So women are going to have an opportunity to go around to all of those different tables and all of those different displays and talk with these ministries. And then should the Spirit of God so move them to also join into being a prayer partner for those very ministries and having an effect on on what those ministries are able to do in connecting with the lives of women in need.
3: And one last one that is near and dear to my heart is... Um, um... Perry Layton from yes. Good Shepherd will be doing an inductive Bible study uh, for women. She has a, um, a catalog of Bible study curriculum that her own curriculum writing team has written. And since I had the, the joy and the privilege of originally training that team, it's so fun to see them writing so much curriculum that then can be used in, in other churches across our city. Right.
1: You must have some proud mama-like moments when you you see uh, (laughs) an excellent product come out, not only in an academic sense or a grammatical sense, but spiritually leading people to a a stronger walk with God. Yes.
2: It is pretty much what Jesus meant when he said to Peter, feed my sheep. Yes. You know, there's that exciting moment when you do, and then you see that they can go off and feed others. It's awesome.
1: And you may have heard about uh, a pastor of women's formation at Imago Day named Heather Thomas, and she's going to be this year's keynote speaker at Ignite. Can you share us your experiences with Heather Thomas?
2: She has an absolutely lovely, lovely accent, (laughs) which I just hacked up. But she's much better at it than I am.
3: (laughs) She is a beautiful, beautiful woman, and we are so thrilled. She is a a fabulous Bible teacher, and I've been after her for three years to try to get her to either be the keynote for this event or one of the lab speakers, and she has finally said yes, and so I am just thrilled. She's um, uh, works with the women at Omago Day, and she's very well loved there. Very well loved in the city uh, because she um, has uh, preached on Sunday mornings for, from her own congregation, and so there are many of us who have gone up online and listened to her uh, to her sermons and how she's feeding the flock.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: there's just something adorable about about a British accent. It is. there is. I so so enjoyed her interview on the Georgine Rice Show on our sister station, 93.9 KPDQ. In fact, Georgine herself will be showing up with a very special announcement. And you're not going to find out the details unless you go to Ignite a week from Saturday. But it will be exciting for women in the Portland metropolitan area. And I'm just going to leave it at
3: that. Wow. Okay, I'm, I'm excited too. Well, I, now we have a reason to go. That's right. Okay, I'm going <laughs> to be there. We've yeah. gotten to put together the program. That's a piece <laughs> we of it we We might as don't well know. show up.
2: And you know what? I would love, um, for those of you who are listening, as you get excited about Ignite with us, and hopefully you are going to head straight for the website and sign up, and we'll be having name tags on. But I would love, and I know Phyllis would too, if you would just come up, if you see our name, come and say hello and tell us that you yes. heard us here, um, because- so I'd love to meet you. That's that's just one of the great joys of a conference like this is how many people you get to meet. And for me, friends are like jello. There's always room for more. So I'd love to meet them.
1: So all we're, of you. we're all wired differently. Are you two huggers? Do you like to hug? Oh yes. very much. Okay. Very okay. much. That's, that's what arms thing.
2: are for, don't Hugs you? Hugs are think? welcome. Yeah. Yeah. So
1: it's funny because my wife is, is not a hugger. She came from a very strict German German background. Aha. We absolutely love each other or We're very Happy and blessed and privileged to celebrate our 18th anniversary in May, which is just around the corner. But at the same time, she's not a hugger. So at our old church, uh, our lovely African-American and Italian and Norwegian sisters would just go up and just give her these big bear hugs and love on her because they knew that she couldn't stand.
2: And, you know, I've got both Italian and German in my bloodline. So you can imagine how conflicted I am. I hug. Should you hug? Of course you should hug. So, you know, it's always. But um, I flip over to the Italian side and we just hug everybody. I think it's important.
1: Whether it's it's hugging or careers or our identity in Christ, we're all so conflicted and <laughs> we're just waste cases without the love of Christ. That's right. So and my
2: husband so and I will this. be celebrating our 50th, um, Mike, this month.
3: Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's because she was... I was a child, child bride. That's right.
1: <laughs> you wear it very, very well. <laughs> Thank you. You married today's Thank six you. months or something yeah. like that. And, and right? actually,
2: Dr. Darm had nothing to do with it. So I just uh, give my praise to, to the God who makes us, keeps us young, I believe. So
1: <laughs> So share with me a story about one woman who stands out in your mind, who's been to Ignite in the past, and whose testimony just grabbed your heart after hearing it.
2: Hmm, Phyllis.
1: Phyllis herself, or are you asking Phyllis to remember one for you?
2: (laughs) I remember sitting in the pew at the front of the church during uh, during one of the all-group sessions um, and listening to a couple of women behind me who all of a sudden started chatting back and forth saying, this is so exciting. This is so amazing and they were talking between themselves about how incredible the this God moment was that they were having and that brought me to tears that was getting right down to what makes this so awesome is when women one on one have that great time with God, and then share it with each other. But that was that was honestly my favorite moment, was listening to their response after that much work to see this is meeting great needs here.
1: And when well, we put all of our roles and hats aside, we're just broken vessels without Christ. So exactly. dis- despite your leadership capabilities here, Phyllis, can you tell us about something that God just touched your heart on?
3: Uh, at Ignite? Mm-hmm. mm Mm-hmm. I absolutely can because I had a real God moment last year when Sarah, our keynote, was speaking and our theme was on creativity. And she said, you know, you're being creative when you're doing something that no one else is doing. Mm. And the spirit of God just fell on me and said so clearly, right now, no one is putting on a citywide event for all the women of our city. That is my call to you. And it's creative because nobody else is doing it right now. Mm -hmm. And so um, I just felt that's where my passion has come in this last year to speak it out to the whole city that come, please come and join us and see what God can do as we are together. Mm -hmm. So I also had a wonderful, when I think of other people and the impact of Ignite from last year. We gathered together um, a brainstorming team of about 35 women from around the city, all key leaders, and at one at one moment, one of the leaders said, we didn't know you could put on such a great event. Now that we know, we're going to go home and invite our women, because we didn't really do that well this year. So uh, the the response that we're seeing is the result of that whole brainstorming team saying, yes, let's see God do something great among us.
1: So if you know someone who's kind of on the fence, encourage them to come along. Come expecting the Lord to speak to you and through you from all of these different seminars. And enjoy the art, enjoy the worship, enjoy the fellowship. Ignite is coming a week from Saturday to Anthem Church in Portland. Details are on the events tab at truetalk800.com. Thank you so much for coming to visit us today, Phyllis Bennett and Sandy Snavely, and have an awesome event. And thanks for joining us right here on Difference Makers on True Talk 800.